0: Hello, and welcome back to Green Planet. My name's Lucy, and I'm going to be your host. This week, we're focused on picking up litter. Uh, We're going to discuss why it's important and how we can do it. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Green Planet. Litter picking. Remember in the second episode, I interviewed Martin Dory, who wrote No More Plastic, and he mentioned a bit about Tomb Knit Beach Clean and how you can pick up litter on the beach. But it's also important to pick up litter on the street and in your neighbourhood. Because, let's face it, there's litter everywhere, and I mean everywhere, not just on our beaches. But in our towns, cities, streets, buses, lakes, rivers, even our countryside has rubbish scattered all around it. And our world is turning into a rubbish bin. This isn't where plastic should be. Yet it is there. And it will stay there unless we move it. And more will come unless we stop it. Which is why I am asking you to help by picking up a litter picker and picking up the rubbish left on our planet. There is all sorts of litter out there, from aluminium cans to plastic bottles and plastic bags, cigarette packets, coffee pods and all sorts of different rubbish. Litter picking is a simple, easy way to help do your part and it can be quite fun on a nice day. All you need to do is take a bag and a litter picker and see what you find. I think you'll find more than you expect. I know I did when I went on my first litter pick. Then when you're done, you can dispose of all the waste properly in your recycling bin or even just your rubbish bin. It's much better than out on the street. Even if you're just going on a normal walk and you just happen to see some litter on the floor, You can simply just pick it up and put it into the next bin you find. There are plenty of bins you can put it on. And then just wash your hands when you get back. Looter picking is that simple. And all I'm asking of you is that you just give it a go. Now it's time for this week's joke of the week. This week's joke of the week is from Heather. And it's, why do we tell all actors to break a leg? Because every play has a cast. Last week I found that joke sting sound. And I'd like to start using it for the joke of the week. And so you'll probably hear that after the jokes uh, for the upcoming weeks. Anyway, Heather sent me the jokes this week. And next week you could send me your jokes. Just send them in to... um, 19howardlucy at gmail.com or uh dim me on instagram on uh one underscore world oh eight again it's uh the word one not the figure you're probably bored of me saying that now but yeah but on to green news this green news is uh, about microplastics and a study has found that hundreds of thousands of tonnes of microplastics could be blowing ashore on the sea breeze every year. While awareness of plastic pollution in the oceans has been growing in recent years, it has been assumed until now that plastic, which ends up in the sea, stays there. But now a new study By CNRS, University of Toulouse has found evidence that microplastics could be ejected by sea spray, released into the atmosphere, and transported back onto land. The researchers reviewed evidence from existing literature relevant to this theory and followed up with a pilot study which analyzed microplastics in sea spray at Mimizan Beach in Aquitaine on the southwest Atlantic coast of France. This information comes from the Strathclyde University website and I think it's fascinating to know that the microplastics can actually come up into the atmosphere. However, it's now time for our environmentalist. And this week we have an interview with Amy Troner who does a lot of work with plastic. So hello, Amy, welcome to the show. Um, Firstly, I'd just like to ask you, what is your job and what do you do?
1: My job is um, I am a recycling and waste management officer for Preston City Council And I do lots of different things, depending on what year it is. Um, But I do a lot of recycling education. So sometimes that means going into schools and talking to people. Sometimes it just means knocking on people's doors and trying to explain to them how they can manage their waste better. Sometimes I do enforcement, which means I go through dumped bags of rubbish and I look for evidence to try to find out where it's coming from so we can give fines to people for dumping their rubbish. And most of the time, I think I just try to solve problems. So just trying to fix people's problems when they're struggling with their rubbish um, and all kinds of things that come up. So that's about
0: it. So you mentioned that you go into schools and give talks. Could you tell me a bit more about that?
1: Sure. So um, when I go into schools, it really depends. Sometimes I will go in and give assemblies to really big groups. Sometimes I'll just do individual classes. A lot of times kids will be learning about recycling and the environment at school. So it's just nice when another person can come in that isn't their teacher. Um, It's always really good to have a lesson when it's from somebody else. And we talk about recycling, but we also talk a lot about reducing their waste and reusing their waste, um, not just recycling. And, uh, and then I also actually give talks at scout groups and um, adult groups and churches and all sorts. Anybody who wants me, I come and talk.
0: <laughs> so you've probably met a lot of people, but what would you say has been your proudest achievement since starting your job?
1: Well, I think it sounds really funny. Um, There aren't any big achievements that I get excited about. I get really excited about the little ones. So particularly when you have maybe a family or a person who really isn't interested in looking after their neighborhood or their environment and I love when I'm able to chat to them. And sometimes I think being American helps them listen. <laughs> but, um, but I love when I can convince them that it's just a habit and that, you know, if they just make little changes and recycle, that it's actually going to make their lives a lot nicer because they won't have so much rubbish on top of the fact that they're helping the environment. So for me, those are like my little achievements every day I get very excited about. And that's what keeps me going. And I think I've been doing it for about 17 or 18 years.
0: Uh, That's very good. So you uh, try and get people to recycle and use less plastic. But what do you think is the main problem with plastic?
1: Well, probably the fact that it's used too much. So it's actually a really amazing material. Um, And I know a lot of people think it has a lot of bad sides, but it actually has a lot of positive things too. So if you think about something very simple like a coca-cola bottle um, coca-cola used to always be made in glass and the pros to glass are that it 's really easy to recycle glass millions and millions and millions of times as long as it goes in a recycling bin we can melt it down and make it into something new which is wonderful um, but glass is a lot heavier and it 's a lot easier to break so you have to think all the all the big trucks that are driving Coca-Cola all over the world are actually heavier when there's glass bottles in them. And that means they use more fuel. And it also means there's more breakages. And the plastic is really light, so it uses less fuel and it hardly ever breaks. So those are the positives about plastic. Um, But the negatives are that you can only recycle it so many times and there's a lot of wasted plastic. So if you look at things like um, a Coca-Cola bottle that's glass, it might be printed straight on it. It doesn't use extra paper, it doesn't use extra plastic as a label. But then if you look at a Coca-Cola bottle that's plastic, it uses even more plastic wrapped around the plastic. So that's what I mean by wasted stuff. Some of it's really necessary, and then some of it is there's just no point to it. And there's a lot of it that there's no point to it. Um, And it's also really hard to recycle it in a lot of places. So it just ends up going to landfill.
0: I agree with you. I don't like when it's um, plastic packaging that doesn't need to be there absolutely and
1: do you notice though how lots of stores are changing what they're doing so and that's because when people like us get annoyed by stuff like plastic a lot of people think oh I can't make a difference I can't make a difference but genuinely when you complain to stores and places that make the packaging they do change it so if you look at I know that we live near Sainsbury's they've totally stopped using plastic bags for you to put your fruit in and now they just have reused bags completely in the whole store, which is an extraordinary change for such a big store.
0: That's great, isn't it? But what inspired you to start your job?
1: Well, very weirdly, my background is actually in art and art history. (laughs) So when I moved to England, I couldn't work um, for money. Um, I actually could only volunteer. And I just looked for things that I loved. And one of the things that I've always loved is environmental stuff. And probably my inspiration, I can only say would be my family, because I don't really, it's nothing I studied, it's nothing that um, was really so important in my life. It was just always a part of i guess who i was and that's probably just come from my family so that i suppose is my inspiration and then when i came here i just started working with an environmental organization and um kind of led to my job that was it really
0: and finally um this week's episode is all about litter picking What do you think about this
1: what do i think about litter picking i think it's really sad that we have to have an episode about litter picking (laughs) because it stinks that we've got to do it and people don't do it for themselves um so that is that's what i think about litter picking i think it's really um, a shame that people are not taking responsibility for their litter And what's even more of a shame is it costs the council so much money to clean up after people. And it's like being a babysitter. And you just think if they only picked up their rubbish, we would have so much money left over to do lots of incredible, important things to help our community. But instead, a lot of our workers have to teach people not to collect litter they have to collect the litter they have to get rid of the litter Um, so it's kind of um, a really terrible thing actually and you know when you look at litter it It seems like it's just like a a mess in town isn't it or maybe it's a mess on the pavement but what a lot of people don't realize is every time the wind catches that litter eventually it makes its way to the coasts and when everyone's talking about all the litter that ends up in the sea it's just from somebody here it could be in our neighborhood just dropping a piece of litter and eventually the wind takes it further and further and further and that's how it ends up you know hurting animals in the sea so is that's a little bit of a sad answer for the end. <laughs> but that's how I feel about litter. It makes me very grumpy, actually. But then I see wonderful volunteers like you picking it up, and it's so nice.
0: Oh, thank you. And thank you very much for coming on to the show. I very much love to have you on.
1: Oh, it was lovely. Thank you for the interview. It was awesome.
0: I'm glad you think so. But now it's time to start this week's upcycling project. Today, we're going to try and... Recycle paper. Unless you already have a mesh wire tray, and I doubt you do, you may need to order this from online. It's basically like a flattened square sieve. I'll put a link down in the description of where you can get one. But once you have that, it's really simple. Um, to start off, just shred or cut old scrap pieces of paper. You need quite a lot And even if you cut too much, you can always use some another time. Then uh, soak it in some water and rip and tear and squish your paper. This might take a while, but just keep doing it until it's all squishy. And the water tends to go a weird greyish-bluish color, but that's just from the ink. And then... Then once they're all small, squished bits of paper, you can put it on the mesh wire cloth thing to just drain it out and try and flatten it. I tend to use a rolling pin to flatten it. It, You need to be careful because when you roll it, often the paper comes up onto the rolling pin because it's really delicate so you just have to be careful um, that you don't accidentally wreck it while you're doing it also um, to make sure you get the right sort of shape I tend to get a bit of thread um, uh, mine's always on my sheet now but uh, on the mesh wire sheet cloth thing um, basically I just make a rectangle for how big i want the piece of paper to be and i just put the uh, wet paper onto that and then i I also tend to put it on a little bucket to drain the water out so it doesn't go onto the floor onto a bench and then yeah once you've rolled it out you can just leave it to dry might take a few days just uh, wait for as long as it takes to dry, and then it's. Bu- it tends to be bumpy, but sometimes it's really good, especially if it's shredded. Shredded paper tends to work better than cut paper, um, but it should be uh, usable, writable, that sort of thing. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Um, in the video that I did which should be on YouTube or on my Instagram account you'll see that it's quite bumpy however it won't be that bumpy if you use shredded I cut it in the um video because I wanted it to show you how you can do it without having to buy like a shredder or something Oh, and the mesh wire things can be quite cheap. You can find some for around a fiver. Uh, uh, the one in the link is around a tenner. It is all up to you. It's just I thought I'd give you an idea of what I've got. And that's the one in the description below. If you are a bit confused how to do it, uh, as I said, go onto the YouTube channel, Green Planet, um, or go onto my int- uh, Instagram account, one underscore world oh eight again that's one the word not the figure and check out the videos there's all the videos on the for all the different uh, makes and uh, upcycling crafts from all the different episodes so yeah um, and I am afraid that's all we've got time for today but have fun and I'll see you next week on Green Planet